in, and this is a special edition of Killinois with Bird and Cam. This is your boy Bird, and is always with me, Cam. Cam, it's been a long time, has it? It has. It really, really has. And I love this update music, though. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not up there. Yeah, it's the scariest shit. And I was just telling Cam, like, a few minutes before we actually started, you know, this is the music that they played on Unsolved Mysteries. Like, we use the theme, primarily the theme for Unsolved Mysteries, if you guys have heard the podcast before. Um, but we, when they would have like an update on the Unsolved Mystery segment and somebody got found or somebody was apprehended or some shit like that, they'll play this. And I'm telling you, this was the most frightening fucking shit I ever heard as a fucking kid. All it is like, why is it all upbeat? And they just found some bones from a, from a missing 18 year old for three years. Like, the, it's just the temerity of it all, right? It seems like it'd be positive, and you're like, "Oh no, they're dead." Yeah, they are definitely dead. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now imagine doing that, like listen, watching that shit in the dark at night. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. But guys, um, thank you so much. Um, it's been a long time coming, and not by our design. I mean, it's been you know a lot of stuff. We're actually gonna get into this today. It's gonna be a update. Uh, packed episode on past uh, cases that we have covered because there's been a lot of uh, shit that has happened in the news. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a lot of tea for you. And also, why we've been on a unexpected hiatus. Um, we started, uh, we had our OJ episode um, back in June. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was really pumped for that two parts. It was on the 25th anniversary of when that all went down. And then uh, aside of a Jeffrey Dahmer a two-part that we did a couple months ago, we haven't had any, you know, content, uh, consistent content in months. And again, it's just a lot of stuff that has happened. Um, when we did the Dahmer episode, we did say, you know, at a later time we would get into it and then think it would be more after that. So, um, if you want to talk to the people while we've been gone, Killer. All right. Well, we can start back from, well, as you guys know, especially if you follow me on any of my social medias, I got in a terrible accident, um, hiking in Canada. So that ended up, uh, I ended up in the hospital and, uh, had to be airlifted, surgery, the whole shebang. Um, so I had a lot of healing to do. What was that? four or five months yeah on your birthday yeah it was it happened on my birthday so that was super exciting um it was very it was very 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 dramatic and traumatic and um lost a lot of blood the whole ship like i said the whole shebang um so by the time i got back to the usa i was then hospitalized um for a good amount of time uh and i've been healing ever since then so if you guys follow me, you've seen all the pictures and everything, and I just, please just stay on the trails when you go hiking, guys. You yeah. do not want to go off the trails and do something stupid and something irrelevant that you didn't think was going to hurt you and almost kill you, so. Exactly. And I think, you, you kind of, like, I guess from my perspective, when you know you were, like, keeping me abreast of, like, everything that was going on, 
and I saw the pictures, and it was just like so shocking. I mean, she made the fa- like this this face, and that was me when I first saw it, and I didn't know the full brevity of like the situation until you started to explain how close you were. You know, we yeah. we, we want to be Thank doing you. this right now. It could it yeah. got to that. And the fact that we are, and again, you know, a lot of stuff has happened the last few months, and, you know, hey, we're busy people, and... Oh, and it's Christmas time, it's Christmas, Christmas time. time, Thanksgiving you know, coming, so. But, like, the fact that we can take this time out in our busy schedules, and to actually do this, it just, it's something that is not taken for granted, like, the fact that I have, you know, one of my best friends in the whole wide world to, to do this podcast with. You know, and still do it. And it's something that, you know, just can't, you don't take for granted. And, you know, I'm more than fucking fortunate to still have, you know, my partner around. And I really am. And I just, it, it went zero to a hundred real fast. And, you know, I was stuck on a log. I was literally stuck in Paul's on a log. And uh, they said if I moved any different, they thought it clipped my artery, tourniquet, helicopter ride. Um. Yeah, and then by the end, I thought I was going to lose my leg, but we did it. We did it. I made it out. Thanks, sweet baby Jesus and all my grandparents. And I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. Super grateful. Uh, Definitely changed uh, perspective. It does. It does. And I mean, I tell you guys, uh, she's tougher than a $2 steak. And I mean, it's just no no way to put it around that. But um, that said... uh, we got, again, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. We've got a lot to, not a lot to cover, but, you know, we'll try to keep it in length because we still do have shows on the docket. We talked about, uh, we're going to try to do record uh, this week. We're going to promise to get this, this this week. You know, this is uh, Thanksgiving week and all that fun, farful. But um, we did talk about doing the Jimmy Superfly Snuck, and we actually did, we have the research ready. We talked to uh, Michael Knorr of uh, Awesome Podcast, Squared Circle Squares. Um, actually, I actually was on their uh, podcast, so talk about some 50-50 booking there. And I know he was wondering, hey, what are you guys going to do this in? You know, trying to give him, you know, honest honest answer without giving him an honest answer. But we do, you know, have that on the docket, and we do have... Uh, another, you know, uh, interesting episode that we have in mind. Um, it was uh, suggested to us. And guys, you can uh, go on Apple or iTunes and leave a rating or leave a comment. Um, we we got a very interesting thank, uh, a uh, positive comment uh, on iTunes. And they gave us, uh, the lady gave us a suggestion that we should do. We're going to be fucking doing that. I read on that. It's like, holy shit. But... That said, that said, and that's been a long time since I have said this one. Are you ready to do the damn thing? I'm ready to do the damn thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, about a year and some change ago, we covered the story of Robert Utter. And um, he was a uh, medical supervisor, or a, I'm not say ambulance chaser, but he, he worked, a, he was an emergency technician, there we go, of uh, Rushville, Illinois, right on the outskirts of Springfield. And he mm-hmm. was found early May 24th, 2018 in a car in Meridosha having suffered multiple stab wounds and he was uh, found dead on arrival. And 
um, there was an investigation. When we did this, uh, we did the original um, recording. There was nobody, you know, it was pretty much an unsolved mystery. And it was a lot of, I guess, rumor and innuendo, a lot of small talk. This happens in a small town. A lot yeah. of, you know, okay, was he in dibbly dabbly or something he should have? Was he just a victim of uh, wrong place for wrong time? We didn't know. But uh, there was a break in the case. Um, there was an 18 year old kid who was arrested. Uh, for obstructing justice and destroying evidence in that investigation, and he was also charged with activated assault on two of the two officers who were arresting him for uh, obstructing and destroying the evidence in that other uh, case. And eventually, it turned out that the uh, the case was um, for uh, the eighteen year old Dustin Finlaw. It was upgraded to homicide, but. He was found to be unfit to stand trial in October 2018. And since then, he has been treated and found fit for trial by the Illinois Department of Human Services. But then it seems like it's been just this whole steamball where the courts are trying to discover, okay, he's been having a lot of evaluations and reevaluations of whether he's going to be... Uh, Is he mentally Yeah. Is he... Is he just playing a role? Like Exactly. Exactly. So now you have a restoration uh, on December 5th. Uh, so we're talking about uh, two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. Earlier this month, Judge Chris uh, Reef denied the defense attorney Tom Piper's request for further examination of Dustin Finlaw. And again, from that... Reef has set a restoration hearing for December 5th to determine Law's fitness to stand for trial. And according to Judge Reef, the court is going to deny further examination, finding on the one hand there's no case law to support that. And, you know, it's, it's it seems like, like you said, we don't know if he's trying to play the crazy card. We don't know if there's more to this story than meets the eye, but... Well... We did have the story where it was rumored that he was, you know, experiencing uh, different types of sexual encounters with different people, and he mm-hmm. was supposedly one somebody he met on Grinder. Right. I don't know if that plays a role still, or this was just a random act of violence, but I'm kind of like waiting to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just seems it's like, and something when we go back to the, um, to uh, Finlaw's uh, attorney, uh, this guy, uh, oh boy, Tom Piper, right? And he told the court in June that uh, his client, Finlaw, was seeing visions, uh, quote-unquote, as auditory and visual hallucinations and rather bizarre delusional beliefs. So he's really, he is really trying to, you know, he is working out that fucking crazy card. If that's what it's to believe. Yeah. He's really, really trying to extend it. I can't help the court this. All right, we're done with their bullshit. We're going to do this now. Or there is something missing in his steps or things yep. like that. Yep. So, 
Yeah, so as it stands right now at the time of this recording, uh, Dustin Finlaw is at the Chester Mental Health Center in Morgan County where, again, he's still... I don't know how this process goes with with the fitness tests and, you know, these things. I'd like to think these things happen, you know, periodically and, like, not just a one-day thing, like... Because if this is going to be a final uh, restoration where they're going to have... If, whether or not he's going to stand trial because this happened, he's been, you know, he's been the key suspect or he's been the only one charged and we're going over a year now. And they seem pretty confident that he is the individual that's guilty of this. Mm-hmm. They know the whole concept, you know, he's not proven guilty until the court of law, but they, they're seemingly putting all their eggs in one basket, which to me feels that they have a lot of evidence and things that they haven't are revealed and hoping their fingers and toes crossed, hoping that they uh, got the right guy and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So again, um, going back to that um, case, we do have, um, if you guys do want to, if you guys have never heard us before, if you guys never heard that episode, what we're going to do is when we upload this post on Facebook and all over whatever you want, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're also going to push that link to that particular episode, because we have three updates that we're going to be doing, uh, not including the R. Kelly shit. I mean, we'll, whenever we get around that, cross that bridge, because that's just a whole mess in of itself. Um, but yeah, we're going to link oh, this. Oh, Oh, we're going to link this episode as we're going to link the other episodes, uh, other pre-episodes of what we're going to be talking about, of the updates that have transpired rather recently. So, Without further ado, let's go into the second update that we do have, and this was Michael Kozaki. Now, if you guys remember, um, he was a Joliet High School teacher who found his wife Becky Rebecca Kozaki unconscious in their family's Joliet home on the 700 block of McDonald Street on August 7, 2018, and unfortunately, she passed away. And before she died, her husband had call- her husband had called 911 and told the Joliet police that his wife was suffering from alcohol poisoning after just a three-day binge, and she had just passed out. However, the coroner determined that the Will County coroner determined that the death was ruled from a blunt force trauma, and as prosecutors and police contested, Kazaki hit and kicked his wife repeatedly over the course of three days after she originally attempted to intervene while he was quote-unquote, disciplining one of the couple's children. Now, we did talk, to, as the case with Robert Utter, <coughs> pardon my voice, I've been under the weather for a while, we talked to a source who was close to the Kozaki family and who knew the situation and confirmed that there was just a lot of building blocks, a lot of crazy shit that was going on into that. Again, to go to that episode, we'll provide links um, when this drops and we'll get more and you guys will get more detail on what we're talking about. So Kazeki was charged in the murder of his wife and he was in held of lieu of a $2 million bond. And was it only a few days later after that, his uh, family, as we learned from the source, his family bailed him out. Uh, all you need is to what pay is 10% of a bond and what they mm-hmm. take the rest is collateral or something like that. So, mm-hmm. what what was that? Twenty? What two million? What? Two million two hundred thousand percent. 
Get up. <clears throat> you know, my ass don't know. I was I was trying to lean toward you. Because five this, kids go buy a house while you're at it. Yeah, this is what happens when you stay away from math for four years in college, you know. And in stupid, yeah, when you and, don't go to college. Right. It, yeah, even, even worse, right? So, but geek of this, you know, we're talking about teaching in, in, in schools and all this. So, in the aftermath of his wife's death, Michael Gazeki, according to the Chicago Tribune and the Joliet Patch, collected a paycheck for 15 straight months. For all he had to do was just stay away from Joliet District 86 school property. And, you know, you see some often news about paid administrative leave, right? When you see, you know, unfortunate uh, police-involved shootings and what, what in that nature. Um, yeah, that paid administrative leave, that's a real fucking thing, huh? Because we got all of it. In total, of those 15 months, the taxpayers of District 86 paid Michael Kozeki $70,945. For what? For, for... Staying home. This is all you gotta do. Stay home. Stay home. I hate that. He should... I fucking hate him so much. That makes me so angry. Wow. Hey, you're, you're questioning wanted possibly perhaps... Likely evidence is pointing towards you that you murdered your wife. But please, we still want you to be a teacher, but we're just going to put you on standby and you'll still get paid. It's fine. Exactly. What's to say? What's to say? If and we're going to get into, we don't know when the, when it's going to happen, but let's just say all of this, it, when this is all said and done, because he's still a relatively, he, he was, he's, he's what, in his early 40s and not late 30s. I think it's 39, mm. but what's to say all this rolls down and he's exonerated and there lies a situation where he might be teaching again. And if, if like, they're still paying him on administrative leave and they did it for 15 months in the last payment, uh, according to uh, the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act FOIA was October 11th. I mean, it, it 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 tells you it's like well we're not we're not technically closing the door all uh, just about. But like I understand, good job. The company is supporting you <clears throat> in this time of need because maybe possibly perhaps perhaps you're not guilty, but right. A lot of the evidence says you are guilty. So, mm-hmm. and I mean we have to understand there's kids involved, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's my so- like only reason why I think that. They're letting him have the money. It's poorly kids. It has to be some kind of justification. But um, for what it's worth, the Joliet School Board had voted to discontinue further payments to Gazeki on their October 2nd school board meeting. But that said, um, school officials had told the Joliet patch that Michael Gazeki is, saluting what you just said a few minutes, he's still considered an employee. I wouldn't feel safe with him around my children. I mean, again, you know, technically he's not behind bars where he should be at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say he's at fault when they haven't in law by court done so. But my opinion feels strongly that he did it. Right. And I just, I would not feel safe with him around anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, and we have more, um, we have more, to, to learn more about this whole case, again, you will, will provide that link, and we go in more further further detail alongside the source, but 
just to tell you of what is going on right now, Michael Kozaki continues to remain free on bond uh, while awaiting trial. And on that trial, we don't know really when it's going to happen. They It might be months. It might be 2021. Yeah. It might be 2022. We just don't know. Nobody knows. It's just, and he gets to walk free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it just makes you wonder... Uh, her loved ones, and to 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 know that her, for all intents and purposes, uh, alleged killer is still, you know, reaping the benefits, literally. Free. Free. Getting, getting to literally get paid for free. Yeah. Um, and just continue his life. It, and that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, her family not only has to go through this constant cycle of reliving them finding out their daughter's dead, so do the kids, and it's just it's just not fair. It, it's not fair. So, um, we go to the last update that we have, and it was the Star of Rock murders, and we did that a little over a year ago. And on a snowy March evening in 1960, Star of Rock, and that's located at LaSalle County, just like southwest of Chicago. Yeah, um, it's a nice little drive. You've been there before, right? Oh, I, I go there all the time. Of course, because you're you're you're, you're, you're nature loving ass. But uh, <laughs> you, you know me, I don't I don't care about the climate. Of course, I do, but <laughs> it, not being outside, socializing with it. Mm, exactly. So. On a snowy March evening in 1960, uh, three women were found brutally murdered at Starve Rock. And I mean, just hatched to death. It's just very also, just, just all, uh, very, very just, it's fucked up. Uh, if you saw the picture, it, it, there are pictures out there, but. It's not, it's not pleasant. Not, not a pleasant sight at all. And there was uh, evidence that they were sexually assaulted. Just a, just a brutal way to go out. And after an investigation, uh, authorities had charged Chester Wagner for those murders. And Wagner had confessed to the crimes originally and was later convicted and sentenced to life in prison. But there was a lot of problems. This was not an open and shut slam dunk case. There were a lot of attention on how the evidence was handled by authorities. There was rumor and innuendo that Wagner was uh, beaten into a confession. Just a whole clusterfuck of happenings and again we'll provide uh you can go to that episode and you know learn all the details of how that happened but uh on the mandate of the life sentence he there was a possibility to parole and there was subsequent 23 times that wagner went up for parole and each time he got denied and then came last thursday yes folks we are recording this on a Sunday, we're talking about something that happened on Thursday of something that happened nearly 60 years ago. Just two days ago, because update time, motherfuckers, Chester Wagner was granted parole following a 9-4 vote by the Illinois Prisoner Review Board. Now, Wagner only needed eight votes to go free, but attorney, attorney with the Illinois Attorney General's office asked for a 90-day stay which means that Wagner must be in custody three months while the agency conducts a risk assessment and try to 
go in the, I guess, the terms of the release. So, for me, I'm thinking, like, the rationale was given that he's 80 years old. At that age, can you really be seen as a threat to society? And I mean, you say that, but you kill people. And we have stories of people we know who have relatives that were there at the time that claimed to be attacked by the same person. Right. So, like, I feel like, you know, he should suffer. Yeah. And, and and we were just talking about before we were recording, um, and we talked about it in the first episode, there was a student in, at UIS, right? Who's... Yeah. And could you just, just, just retail that, if you could? So, it was a student that went to UIS with us, and I don't remember if he said it was his grandmother or his mother, but was in the Starbrock area during this time, and she claimed she was... I think it was his grandmother and his father when his father was a kid. Mm-hmm. And she claimed to be attacked. And she somehow, I think it, she they, she fought him off. And I thought it was she fought him off with her purse kind of thing. Right. And then the attacks happened probably not even a week or so later. Yeah. And she I, like, confirmed that's the guy who attacked me. So. <laughs> interesting it really is it really is and again it's just because he was you know the he 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 wasn't you know he did have a record as a juvenile and like i said he wasn't a mm-hmm. wasn't a model you know citizen by any means of the, uh, of the imagination. but but yeah it's just a lot of a lot of layers that went into this and the rationale rationale was given that he would use his freedom to steer other convicts to the righteous path, or whatever the fuck. But yeah. in an re- interview with uh, the, the News Tribune uh, just the other day, LaSalle County State Attorney Karen Donnelly was understandably pissed off and a motherfucker on this decision, and she said that there are fewer voices out there opposing his release because, as you would guess, many of those who played any role in the investigation are no longer alive. So, I mean, it just, like, it... it you you see in the in these parole hearings, right? And they have the victim impact statements, and they have loved ones, and they have uh, people who who participated, uh, authorities, you know, who will appeal why so and so needs to stay, you know, to kind of remind the board the totality of their actions. But in this case, you Wagner was fair was relatively young. What um, he's eighty now, right? So he was born in nineteen thirty. So he's twenty one or twenty when uh-huh. this alleged, you know, when allegedly when, when these murders happened. And now, I mean, we're talking sixty years. A lot of these people who you know who had okay the authorities, right? They're mm-hmm. in there, you know, they're either not uh, with us anymore, or if they're still alive, they're in their 80s. They're in their 90s. So exactly. we don't know the state if, if you know, they have medical issues and they couldn't be the board or even, you know, be in a capacity to have a written statement. We don't know. But it just goes to show you, like, this isn't a mer- like a fresh where uh, it's, you know. It was- it's not something that... You know, now that people are at this rightful age, older age, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Their time is coming and quickly approaching, and unfortunately, it stops people from being able to continue to go to these parole hearings and stand up for what you know happened in the past. And it's just, I just find it interesting. I still don't think he should be on parole. I mean, I know it's very controversial because they talk about you know how it wasn't him. You know, of course, he pleads not guilty, but still, I mean, he. Three women were brutally murdered. Exactly. And just, it's, it just, it, I feel if you take a life, let alone three, if not more, you deserve to not only get the death penalty, but you deserve to be behind bars. Yeah. And, and, uh, Donnelly pretty much, uh, she kind of like, guess, finalized it all when she said that. Uh, Wagner now gets to enjoy the remainder of his life, quote-unquote, as he chooses, having once stated to a reporter that he would like to spend the remainder of his life with his grandchildren. But tell that to Diane Oding, the granddaughter of one of Wagner's victims, who doesn't get that same opportunity. So, I mean, I would like to assume that Diane Oding was one of the people, you know, at the board and trying to, to... explain to them or trying to convince them why he should still serve his time. I mean, a thing like murder is never, you know, especially the way that they were killed, even if you have served more than 60 years, you don't get an out over that, even if, again, like you said, and that's the only justification. Is it fair? You got all your rights taken away once you killed those three people. Right. It, it, it's and like I said, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, ambiguity in this investigation. Again, there was a lot of questions on how the evidence was handled. Was it wasn't mishandled, and was the confession legit? You know, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, again, we will have uh, we will have those links, and those are very you know very layered detail episodes that we've all just covered uh updates i should say of episodes you guys can find run an hour hour 15 um oh boy stuff is cold but like yeah those are three updates and that's the thing we had um made a point of when we started doing this like we do know that especially in the cases where we're covering subjects that have happened fairly recently or a case like um, the Star of Rock murder where this guy is up for parole and I think we probably made the mention like isn't he going to be up for parole soon or something like that so I think yeah it's something that you know when we do want to get a point of a habit of when these things uh, have updates you know we do want to keep you know people posted up because you know these things aren't this is not you know it's still a lot of closure if yeah. that's even a word to find or the word to to say you know and to kind of like sum up this case or to sum up this story so and to that end them we as uh updates do go along with each of those uh updates that we have covered or other ones um we'll be sure to be posting out uh that so um for Jimmy Superfly Snucker, I know we've been talking about this for a while. Shit, uh, we do plan to have that on Tuesday. Uh, 
hell, I was taking the cam if you wanted to record tonight. I mean, it's not doing, but then again, I have to do laundry and all that kind of stuff. So I'm talking myself out. So you don't want to get in the habit of that, folks. But um, we had talked about earlier about uh, if you guys can, you know, go to iTunes and, you know, give us a shout out or give us a give us a rating whether we think we're good or we think we're the drizzling shits. But um, we can all, also, you guys can, you know, offer suggestions. Uh, Mike Gazeki. That was a suggestion that was gave, given to us, uh, as was Robert Utter, to be honest. Um, uh-huh. And we got another one, and we were just talking about it, and it was earlier in the episode um, from JBW Canuck uh, on September 9th, and she said, great show. Thank you, JBW Canuck. You're the fucking best. Um, and she also said, please look into doing an episode on Paula Sims of Jersey, Madison County, Illinois. Now, um, what I did look at and I was just, 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 all I did was put, type in her name, right? Uh-huh. And within 20 seconds, I'm like, I have to show this to Cam. Absolutely. I have to Absolutely. show this to Cam. And, um. How are we not? Is a question. <laughs> <laughs> right? And. Well, I'm disappointed we're slacking that much. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. You talk about somebody who, and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get more and more detail about this. We're talking about a, somebody who, you know, kills their parents, right? And we've, uh, I don't think we have, we've done an episode where we've had, we may have, who knows, it's been a while, but yeah. I, I mean, but they're newborns. They're newborns. Mm, this is this gets me really angry. Two weeks and six weeks. Two two newborns and within a three year period. And the rationale why she killed them. I mean, we'll get and when we get into it, and I mean I can just see Cam's face right now and she's getting red and not just because she's white, but also she's getting it's very frustrating. It it's is. very, very frustrating. It, it very is. It very it very much is. And so that's what we're going to be getting into. But we do have uh the Jimmy Superfly Snuck, and that's a fascinating case of itself. And you talk about a incident that happened in nineteen eighty three. And this didn't See, I got a lot of questions. I, I really can't wait to talk about that one because it's a lot different than, than the Benoit case. It is. It is. It's a lot different. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And you know the thing is that I was when I was having the but that said, there's a lot of eerie similarities. And that's something that I talked to to Michael Noor about. And it's something that really kind of like fat uh uh struck me. Um you have the cases of um domestic violence and you have just the the code of silence. And just the, the, it's, it's very, like I said, I can't wait to get in more, you know, on that. But again, guys, um, thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much. The kind words, um, this is, we're going to be back. We're going to be trying, we're going to aim, I know we're busy as hell, but we're going to aim to be, you know, doing this more weekly, like we want to do, um, uh, this is because I mean this is our passion, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about I'm excited. <laughs> and, and trying to kind of make sense of just the the shit that happens, you know, and in an unfortunate, you know, 
in an unfortunate nature that is murders or just mm-hmm. tragedies and violence and what of what kind, you know, we just try to, to understand there mm-hmm. has to be a way. What do you always say about Lieutenant Joe Kenda? Um, there's no such thing as coincidence. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Cause I didn't know. I was just but like, there could be a red herring. So, and those are things we'll figure out. Exactly, exactly. So that said, uh, Cameron, where can they find you on the social media? So if you can find Birdman on Facebook, you'll find me. Um, okay. You can find me on Twitter. I think I'm still under I Like Stuff 630. Yes, I haven't been on everybody too much. But you can find me on Insta at Barbeau-ho. Okay, okay, that's, uh, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Because I didn't know if she was like, is she is she calling herself a hoe? I don't know if I like I I'll say it, but like I don't <laughs> I don't think that's yes, the intention. Yes, I am. Okay, well, the first step is admitting, right? Exactly. Oh no, I've admitted it a long time ago. Okay. What are you about? I'm in the acceptance stage. There you go. There you go. There you and go. And you can find me on Snapchat at Cameron. Excuse me, Cameron B. So that's me easy. Yeah. And you can find me on the book of face at, uh, did I change it back to Alice Camper or I'm back to Birdman Iceberg? Cause I'm never there on there. You know, I saw him. Uh, I think I'm, I'm Birdman Iceberg. Yep. I should be. Cause I yep. gotta, yep. yeah, I, I, just in case if you know, future empl- employers and future employers, if that does get to that, uh, realm, yeah, I don't want to, they don't want to, you don't, don't find me mm-hmm. or you can find me on Instagram on Bird underscore your underscore enthusiasm, and you can find me on Twitter on Birdman for America. Whenever, whenever I run for president, and I do have you as my running 2020 mate. Twenty twenty. Well, it's just I think it's that's just uh, you never know. You never know. I might just petition. I'll vote. I'm going to vote for myself. I'd sign it. Okay, smooth. smooth. I'll put you in. All right, all right. A vote for me is a vote for you, everybody. So, uh, Bird. <laughs> Birdman for America 2020. Uh, I'm probably gonna change that on Twitter now. Fuck, you're gonna yes. see it on Twitter and be like, "Oh shit!" But yes, um, you can find us on the, the show on SoundCloud. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on iPod or iTunes. And you can find it on Facebook. It's just a lot of avenues where you can find you it. You can type us into Google and you'll find us. Yeah, yeah, I did that and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, we haven't arrived, but you know, you can find us. So. Um, for Cam, this is Bird. We are Killinoy. We are back. We are here. Oh. Queer. Get used to it. Well, I'm not queer, but I am an ally. But it goes without saying. We're back. Thank you guys. We love you all. And we will be back to you with Jimmy Superfly Snucker and Paula Sims. I can't wait, guys. Peace. Be there or be killed. Bitches! Peace out, Girl Scouts.